Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and your 2020 Indy Lights season preview. Brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, TorontoMotorsports.com, Bell Racing Helmets USA, and a slice of awesomeness known as Indy Lights reporter, broadcaster extraordinaire, Katie Hargett. <laughs> How you doing, pal? I think I should have you introduce me every time. You give me this really nice confidence boost. <laughs> I'm going to be your your traveling flavor flave. Uh, I'll be oh, your hype man. Perfect. So I'll pay you for that. <laughs> well, we're happy, happy to say that we are in the double digits on the entry list for this weekend's opening double header for the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. Ten cars. Obviously, we wish we were talking twenty or thirty. But I'll take 10 to start. That's not the worst thing in the world, Katie. You're going to be there doing your usual insider awesome stuff, reporting on this. We'll be watching this on NBC Gold as well. Where should we start, pal? Should we start talking about some of the changes from year to year, those who've come in, team evolutions and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, we definitely have to start with, you know, some things, some obvious storylines like Andretti Dominance and Hunkos, which is, you know, also a team that we have known for a long time to be a championship competitor. They won the championship, you know, pretty recently with Spencer Piggott and Kyle Kaiser. And unfortunately, you know, you mentioned the 10 entries. They are not among them for this season opener race. And I think you talked to Ricardo recently, didn't you? Yeah, and this is something that frustrated him immensely, having won, what was it, six races last year with Renus VK. Renus, a really strong runner-up. And as you mentioned, the Andretti Autosport Hunkos dynamic, we have to acknowledge Andretti back-to-back winning champions in Indy Lights. That's a powerhouse. That's that's, (laughs) That's a big castle to try and knock down and invade for any team. And... I would say what Hunkos was able to do last year with not a lot of resources, not a lot of depth, you know, three, four, five car team, what they're able to do with Renus to take this fight down to almost the wire against Oliver Askew. That to me was really impressive. So if you look at what they were able to achieve as a smaller team, I thought Ricardo would be receiving many calls saying, hey, Give me, give me what Rena's had. We're going to go after a championship with you. Based on the conversations, he said it's just been very tough to find really? folks able to bring the necessary money to do this. We really don't have teams, as folks may or may not know. Teams aren't sponsoring drivers at this level. They're trying to run them through the road to Indy, get them to IndyCar, where hopefully they can become paid drivers, but... Yeah, so Ricardo's hasn't shut down the idea of competing in Indy Lights this year. We just know that he won't be on the grid at St. Pete for the season opener. We do, though, know that one of Oliver Askew's friends, close friends, competitor from the same town of Jupiter, Florida, just one step behind him on the road to Indy, we have Kyle Kirkwood stepping into this very coveted seat at Andretti Autosport, and he's going to have some strong teammates as well, some rookies, some returning. Give us your thoughts about Andretti Autosport, Katie. Are they tipped to repeat as champions? 
I think so. I mean, they definitely have the strongest team on the grid right now. You talk about Robert McGinnis, Kyle Kirkwood, who we've mentioned, Daniel Frost. Um, Kirkwood, I think, is the top championship contender before we even see a car hit the track for the official 2020 season. This kid, Marshall, is so impressive. I talked to him multiple times. So the beauty about NBC Gold for your Indy Lights races is that we get to introduce you not only to the future stars of IndyCar, but the future stars from USF 2000, Indy Pro 2000. And Kirkwood is a guy that I talked to so many times last year. I was looking up his stats, and I just I had to almost sit down for this one, Marshall. 47 wins in 71 races like that's unbelievable and that that does include two IMSA starts as well so we're talking about you know his entire road to Indy career plus a few races outside of that 47 wins in 71 races and on top of that 58 podiums so only a handful of times was that guy even finishing off the podium and this year like we talked about, he's on Andretti Autosport. His engineer is Doug Zister, a guy that worked with Oliver Askew last year, and he worked with Colton Herta the year before when Colton, you know, made a really big run at the championship and just missed out. You know, that broken thumb in Toronto really kind of threw a wrench in his plan to win that championship. But he and Pato went back and forth all year long. Now Doug Zister working with Kyle Kirkwood who won the 2018 USF 2000 championship and the 2019 Indy Pro 2000 championship. He potentially this year could be the first guy to win the championship at every level of the road dandy. I'm just fixated on those 23 races he didn't win, and I'm surprised he's decided to continue with that failure rate. It's just kidding aside. Yes, how's this, Katie? We're talking about we've yet to turn a single lap of practice in the new Indy Lights season. And we are not counting out a Robert McGinnis. We're not counting out any other drivers. But we're looking at someone in Kyle Kirkwood based on his body of work and saying, it looks like the title's going through a kid who's yet to do his first lights race. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't, well, I don't want to discount Robert McGinnis of course. at all either. You know, th- he is another driver that impresses me both on and off the track. He is very smooth on track, but what impresses me off track is how he carries himself. He, I mean, you've, I'm sure you've talked to him multiple times, oh, yeah. but he is so smart. He's a freshman at Fordham University, and I'm, I, was just messaging with him earlier, actually, and I'm really excited to see how his freshman year is going at college because that's always uh, a great experience for many. But to be able to handle a full class load at Fordham University and compete for an Indy Lights championship is pretty impressive. Granted, he is uh, studying at Fordham University yoga. It's yoga studies there, so it's not too hard. No, kidding aside. Yeah. <laughs> this, though, but you, you raise a great point. One of the things you and I have spoken about before, and we love about Road to Indy standouts like a Robert McGinnis, where you obviously have talent, right? Race-winning driver. Uh, yeah. But also have that pursuit of higher education. He is not doing what I refer to, thanks to the Jersey Shore, the proverbial drivers, Jim Tan, laundry routine every day which for them is gym gym and gym but it's not just the waking and doing nothing but training and simulator and just 100 percent focus on the driving robert is trying to expand his brain 
become talented in areas that don't involve athleticism and succeed as an athlete. Those to me are really the, the fascinating drivers that I'm rooting for privately, of course. So <laughs> between Kyle and Robert, I think within the Andretti team, we have two drivers that are certainly going to be giving one another the business all year, but they're not the only ones. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about uh, a young driver from Singapore stepping up from Indy Pro 2000 in Daniel Frost. What are you expecting for him? What would be a season that you think would be reasonable uh, for him to be satisfied with by the end of the year? You know, I think he can be satisfied with competing for some podiums, possibly his first win in the Indy Lights Championship. You know, he ran a partial USF 2000 season in 2018 and then his first full season in Indy Pro 2000 in 2019. So I think he's one of those guys that we're going to be able to watch grow a lot within this Indy Light Series. And Marshall, he's only 18. And he's young still. So he has a lot of opportunity to still grow and learn. And if he can learn from guys like Robert McGinnis, who is in his second season in Indy Lights, and Kyle Kirkwood, who is young but has a lot of winning experience, I think he can take this freshman season in the Indy Light Series and just look at it as a growing opportunity, much like Robert McGinnis did last year, but snuck in that win at the Indy GP and that pole at the Freedom 100. So Daniel Daniel Frost, I think, can kind of follow in his footsteps and learn a lot. We also have a young driver scheduled for three races with Andretti Autosport from France. We've got a lot of talent uh, from France here circulating in our open-wheel world these days. (laughs) Young Tristan Charpentier, not Carpentier. Uh, There's an H before the A for those who might be fans of former IndyCar driver Patrick Carpentier, but young Tristan Charpentier from Bethune, France. He'll be competing this weekend in his first lights race with Andretti at St. Petersburg. will return for Barber and then close the season, at least that they have uh, arranged so far over the Indy Grand Prix. Tested, right? Tristan's not unfamiliar Mm -hmm. to testing in Indy lights. I would say my expectations for him would be if he is leaving St. Petersburg with all four wheels on the car, the front wings and the rear wings and has learned that would be phenomenal. Young, very young, not a ton of mileage. He's among one or two drivers this year in Indy lights. Katie, if you agree, Mm -hmm. boy, if I read that they were also doing some more, or some Indy Pro 2000 as well, just to gain extra mileage, uh, I would not be disheartened. What are your thoughts of young Tristan? Yeah, look, with only three races on his schedule, I think really his goal this weekend needs to be to make it through turn one at St. Pete, which can be a pretty um, catastrophic turn in racing. Um, He's another guy that really just needs to sit back and soak things up. But remember, Toby Sowery at this point last year was also only scheduled pretty much race to race. And he he ended up third in the points and he's back full time this season, which is great news for the championship because he's another guy that I think can really contend. Yeah. Well, speaking of contend, that's where I wanted to go so last year toby was i think a beautiful question mark yeah not a name at least in north american open wheel racing that was one where we were really familiar knew what we were getting 
I would say Toby took care of that problem very quickly (laughs) and let us know, hey, I might be learning many of your tracks for the first time. This oval stuff, it's a bit weird. Nonetheless, uh, my right foot and my hand speed on the steering wheel, these are things that are going to impress you. Lined up with our pals, great pals, champions as well in Indy Lights, Bilardi Auto Racing. Give me some, some Katie Hargan impressions on what Toby Sowery's 2020 season might be like. Do you think he's going to be the one taking the strongest fight to Andretti Autosport? I, I do think so. Like, this kid is so determined. He's so mature. He's not even a kid. I think we're almost the same age, so I don't want to call him a kid. But he is so talented and so composed, even at the you know, lowest of lows of his season when he wasn't sure what was next for him. He always held his head high and he knew he was going to fight for another opportunity. He is, um, the word that comes to mind when I think of Toby is scrappy. What do you think? (laughs) I think that's a great nickname. Scrappy Sowery coming to a racetrack near you. (laughs) I'm with you. The, the, Bellardi Auto Racing Team, Brian Bellardi, just the John Brunner, the great infrastructure they have there. It's weird to think of there being kind of a challenger brand in Indy Lights, but the Bellardi team, again, knowing the might and strength and depth of Andretti, uh, I just love what Bellardi is doing and the thought of having Toby there to also, I know that Toby's going after his own success and career, but knowing that he'll be there to help young Rasmus Lind from Sweden, stepping up from Indy Pro 2000. Rasmus is someone who potential, uh, granted, I believe IndyCar's limit of two Swedish drivers is already filled, (laughs) and uh, young Oliver Askew's half Swedish, so there's an exception there. We could, if you agree, Katie, based on the potential shown by Rasmus and the wins earned last year in Indy Pro 2000, it wouldn't be crazy to think that with a strong year at Bellardi, we might need two, two years. We'll see in Indy Lights. Uh-huh. But he's given me the impression that IndyCar is something that could be his and he could do well there. Have you received similar thoughts from his performances? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, kind of hinted at the fact that on NBC Gold with the Indy Lights races, we don't have commercials. So we have the opportunity for lots of times. I talked to Kyle Kirkwood multiple times. Erasmus Lund was another guy that I talked to quite a bit on those races because he had 13 podiums in 16 races. So it was <laughs> me and Kyle Kirkwood going back and forth. Most Actually, it was Rasmus who led most of the season. And then when Kyle kind of hammered out all those wins at the end of the season, he stole the championship from Rasmus. But I look forward to the Kyle versus Rasmus Lind like battle mm. once again, so we can bring back the Oliver Askew and the Renus VK battle. Absolutely. <laughs> that battle 2.0. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, that's what I was hoping to see as well. And Rasmus is fortunate despite his youth and despite the fact that he still has uh, great stuff to achieve on the road to Indy before he hopefully moves to IndyCar. He has certainly attracted the interest of those in the top series a certain Swede by the name of Stefan Johansson who has oh, paid that? yeah <laughs> who has paid particular attention to him who was instrumental in getting Felix Rosenquist to IndyCar also helping with Marcus Erickson just general 
you know, input and whatnot. Marcus has his own manager and such, but it's just great to see that in this instance, the Swedes stick together and there's a lot of momentum and advice being made available to Rasmus. Why don't we jump, Katie, to HMD Motorsports, which if there's an award for team that has gone through the most name change evolutions <laughs> or similar in a short amount of time, the uh, the Malukas family here, they've put together something that I would think almost anyone would be really impressed over. Three cars entering this season. Tell us not only who's driving for them, but the kind of talent they've amassed behind the scenes to run those cars. So these names may sound familiar to some Indy Lights fans. We have the returning Santiago Urrutia, uh, who spent last year over in Europe in a touring car. He is another guy that I'm going to look out for to really battle for this championship. You want to talk about Scrappy. I don't even think Scrappy begins to describe Santi. Uh, 2016, he was second in the championship. 2017, second in the championship. 2018, third in the championship because you had Pato and Colton going at it all season long. Uh, this is a guy who is angry at losing those championships. And he is going to battle this year. Marshall, I am so excited to see what he does this year. The equivalent of starting his senior year in college, if we yes. want to think of Indy Lights as that. This will be his fourth year in Lights, coming back to go after that million-dollar advancement prize made available by Anderson, the Anderson Promotions team, and Cooper Tires, and IndyCar, and all the great supporters. Mm-hmm. Give me your well, thoughts. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's just like, share some thoughts about Santi as a senior, as a fourth-year Indy Lights driver. We know in the past, Speed, never an issue. Uh, Wins, always have to be factored in. Maturity, uh, it's been the one thing that we've been wanting to see more of from Santi. Have you gotten a feel for where he might be at in that regard, knowing that he had to take 2019 away to come back to where he is now? Yeah, and it's um, funny you bring up the word maturity, because when I think of Santi, I think of a similar word, composure. Look, he's a guy that when he doesn't do well, you see it all over his face and his attitude. And I understand that this is about the championship and this is about the money that can get you to the highest level of open wheel racing. But you also have to have that composure that guys like Colton Herta and Pato Award and Oliver Askew have displayed these past few seasons. And that's not something we've seen from Santi. And we really need to see that this year. You know, when he gets in, when he comes in second in race one in St. Pete, we need to see that he can compose himself and not make that same mistake in race two and win the race. And I'm hoping that this season off in touring cars last year over in Europe really gave him that opportunity to see, look, we got to, sometimes we have to look at the bigger picture and that's what Santi's going to have to do this year. Also, we have a situation where I think Katie, where Santi's vast experience will certainly be of value to young David Malukas, who I believe coming into this season is now 12 years old, maybe 13. <laughs> he looks, he truly... He looks so young. Oh, my goodness. He just want to burp him and lay him down and put him to... He's, he's the cutest little thing, but he looks like oh. he's five. But nonetheless, yes. this is a kid that's pretty darn quick. He has shown us definite talent as well. 
expectations for David. Season two of Indie Lights, call it family run team, but stacked with talent, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the engineer Tim Neff has won more Indie Lights championships than probably anybody is, in, at least from that perspective. But young David, I think, is going to benefit from Asante. And they also have Antonio Saraval, another mm-hmm. uh, a rookie there who will be looking to benefit from this veteran coming to the team. Thoughts on the rest of the lineup at HMD? From Antonio, I just want to see a solid season. He's 17, another really young guy. He came from a family private team in Indy Pro 2000 last year and had a couple podiums there. But now with the team that's not run by his family, I just want to be able to see some maturity and some solid finishes out of him. From David Malukas, though, it's his sophomore season. It's time to step up, right? We want to see podiums. We want to see battles for the win. What impressed me about him last year is he had that huge accident at the Freedom 100. It was scary. Yeah. And he came back and, and still performed. He didn't let that affect him. So I think he showed kind of that moment of brilliance where he does even though he looks really young, like we talked about, he still does have that tough kid attitude and has what it takes to start battling for those podiums and start battling for the wins. And his second season, we got to see that out of him. And I think he can maybe take from Santi some of that toughness. Let's close with a name that will be new to <laughs> Indy Lights fans, but not to Road to Indy fans. That being Canada's exclusive auto sport run by Michael Duncalf, who I've known for about a decade. And boy, just as we see the uh, good old red, white, and blue flying with pride from Andretti, Bilardi, <laughs> HMD and such, the, uh, the good old Maple Leaf, the red and white from this Canadian team and team owner, absolutely proud of representing our friends from the Great White North here on the road to Indy. Uh, Nikita Ostoshkin, I would say, I'm, I'm not sure where to place my expectations for Nikita. He, would you, th- would you say Katie is in that group similar to an Antonio and maybe a Tristan and a few others where this might be more of a learning opportunity than a championship type run year? For sure. I mean, he's proven that he does like to spend a lot of time in each step of the road to Indy with his two years in USF 2000 and his three years in Indy Pro 2000. So I think he's he takes that same mentality into this year. Learn this year. Compete next year. I'm not saying, you know, back off completely and not compete, but it's more of a learning year than a competing year for Nikita, I believe. Last quick thing that jumps out. So looking at the 10 drivers who are lining up at St. Pete this weekend, Katie, I do appreciate the fact that we have three Americans. We have a Canadian. We have a Brit. Sweden is represented. France is represented. Uruguay is represented. Singapore and Russia. Although, again, we would love to be talking about the 50-car Indy Lights grid we can say for sure this top step of the road to Indy holds specific and particular value for young open wheel drivers from throughout the world. And also staring at half more than half of the drivers on the grid, six out of the 10 are rookies. 
that makes me feel good that folks see the value in what we have, even if, again, we're not talking about a crazy, crazy entry list size. What stands out for you among the diverse international and youth-based grid that we have? Yeah, look, this is the only place that you get to be in front of IndyCar owners every single weekend. And it's good to see that people still recognize that and that young drivers still recognize that. Um, I think we've proven, I mean, if we just go down the grid, Marshall, I I don't know the exact number of Indy Lights drivers that are in the IndyCar series this year, but... We'll just say all. Yeah. (laughs) And assume we're off by a couple, but basically all. Yeah, so what, we've got 26 drivers starting the NTT IndyCar Series race this weekend, and 20 of them are Indy Lights grads. I mean, mean, that right there says it all to me. You need to be an Indy Lights driver in order to get recognized by these IndyCar teams. It pays off in more ways than one. We're actually thinking of forcing Takuma Sato and Alexander Rossi (laughs) to go back through Indy Lights just because, they, boy, they really miss that. (laughs) I will be looking forward to everything that takes place this weekend. Your fine, fine work, as always, Katie, has just been so instrumental to all steps of the road to Indy. But knowing that lights is really the jump off point, that's the one that's the uh, college ball where we're looking to see who's going to make it through the combine, who's going to get drafted. Can't wait for this adventure to start this weekend. NBC Gold is going to be a wonderful place to catch it all. Thanks for spending some time with us, pal. Thanks. I love that metaphor and always good to see you or talk to you, but can't wait to see you as well. It's been too long.